For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Relatable Voice podcast. Today, the RV is headed to Washington State to speak with Raya Gonzalez. Raya is a business owner, speaker, and author of the book, Successful AF. So, Raya, welcome to the RV. Thank you. I'm really excited to go on this road trip with you. And I'm happy to be on this trip with you. So, Raya, you married your high school sweetheart. I did. What's your best marriage advice? Oh, gosh. Don't get married when you're 19. That's to start. Uh, it makes it more challenging. Um, and I would say that I read a book when I was maybe five years into our relationship. And uh, it was very interesting to me. It was, I wish I could remember the author, I need to look it up. Uh, but it was like, uh, marriage and life lessons from the sea. And she talked about how her husband loved fishing, and she hated it. And so she would go on these fishing trips with him, and she would just read on the boat. And she started putting together these lessons about marriage through observing the sea. And some of the things that I learned from this was never threaten divorce. Like, don't bring it up. It's a swear word. Like, um, because the more you threaten and talk about it, the more it becomes a real solution to the problems. So I always, I mean, we've had some of the most heated arguments. And then I say, joke is on you because tomorrow I am your wife. So you can hate me right now. That's fine. But tomorrow I'm your wife. So you have to work it out. You have to come to the table. And if that get, means you give each other space for an extended period of time, whatever that might be. But we know that that's off the table. And so when you take that off the table, it lends itself to more vulnerability and intimacy because you do have to work it out. You do have to figure it out. So that's one one really big piece of advice that I learned. And I'll have to find that book for you. It's a fantastic book. Yes, please let me know. And I completely agree with you. And also, I think that understand that it's okay to disagree. Oh, yeah. Difference of opinion don't destroy relationship. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think if you are... 
if you're in a relationship where there's no, not turbulence, but no clash, let's say, I think you're not doing it right. I don't, I don't say that meaning that you have to constantly be in conflict with each other, but that means you're not um, being honest fully with who you are, because even with your best friend, your loved ones, your, uh, you know, siblings, your family members, anyone, if you're being yourself, you will have a unique perspective. It's never going to align perfectly with somebody else. So if you're aligning perfectly with somebody else, you're hiding something or not embracing something about who you authentically are. And so it's a skill that we're not taught very well in terms of moving through conflict. And I will say I am not an expert whatsoever. I hate conflict. It's the worst. But it's but it's something that uh, people need to know that the best marriages have conflict. It's it's okay because it means that you care enough to show who you really are. And the more you perfect the art or work on the art of effectively and health, healthy ways of resolving conflict, the better your relationship is going to be. You can become closer through that. Totally, totally right. You are an unconventional success expert. So how would you define success and what do you mean by unconventional, Raya? Yes. So um, I'll start backwards. I think conventionally, success is external. We see it as external. Um, society or our family or uh, mentors, whatever it might be, media, they depict what success is. And so we make decisions in our life, sometimes very often very big decisions in our life based on what we think we're supposed to do to be successful, including get married, have 2.5 children and own a house and live in the suburbs or um, have a flashy life in the urban area, like whatever it might be. And educationally, that we must go to a four-year university, the best one that we can get in, get the highest degree possible, make the most amount of money. Um, you know, all of these things we're told. And I think that really spans uh, socioeconomic uh, areas and then also different cultural areas. There's different definitions, but they all sort of line up with different external expectations of what success is for us. So when I say unconventional success expert, first of all, expert is very uh, sarcastic and tongue in cheek because I'm not an expert in anything. Nobody is really. I just say that I have learned to embrace that my success will look different. What I know to be true is that success is something that we must define for ourselves until we define what success means for ourselves. We will never achieve it. Because we will constantly feel that we do not add up. We will achieve things and not recognize them because it is not enough. So we will, uh, you know, I, one example I use is college for me was difficult because I did get married so young. So it took me 12 years to get my four-year degree. When I finished, I'm looking at the pictures of my graduation with my kids and my husband and everything. 
in my mind, in that moment, I was thinking, I have to get my master's degree. Mm-hmm. I need to start right away and get my master's degree. I just spent 12 years getting my four-year degree. And honestly, I don't have my master's degree. I don't need it. I run an international company. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. Um, I help other business owners all the time. And they still respect my experience and my know-how. And they aren't like, can I see your grade point average from your master's degree, please, before I work with you? They they trust who I am and my experience. And so um, we have to look internally and really do the work internally to define what success is. And that can be many, many, many things. And it can be unconventional. And the book that I wrote says it can be, and I encourage it to be, part of your daily life. It can be, I got up today and I put on clean clothes and I went and I made myself a cup of coffee and I read for 20 minutes and I got to work on time. Check, win, success. That can be a win. That can be an achievement. And, you know, I think uh, we come to life in different ways and not everybody is going to have the same hand dealt to them. So we must redefine it for ourselves so that we can feel and embrace the achievement that we have earned. I love your definition. Do you think you are an unconventional person? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. I come from a very eclectic family. Um, my parents are, my dad is a musician. My mother is an artist. Um, my siblings are very creative and my children are also, my husband works in metal, like he's a welder. So he has his own, uh, medium, so to speak. I have two children who are very into theater, musical theater. And my oldest is a hairstylist, which is definitely an art. And she also paints. And so I think I've come from this perspective of looking at life in a different way. I was very shy growing up and I have learned to just be who I am. Sometimes that's painful because when you are, when you allow yourself to say what you think or um, be vulnerable, you can open yourself up to hurting other people and or being rejected. But if you don't allow yourself to, to do that, you wonder if people really like you for the right reasons because they don't fully know you. And you're also robbing yourself of opportunities to align with people that um, really resonate with the real you. So I'm learning as I move into my 40s and beyond to um, be cognizant of pulling the mask down. And um, of course, being appropriate to the situation, but allowing who I am as an unconventional person to still connect with people in conventional ways and then give them permission to be unconventional with me because I can be a safe place. Love it. And, you know, I consider myself unconventional in most respects. And this includes my taste in music, friends, books, arts, and many other things. And, you know, Raya, for some reason, I'm just drawn to the unusual and I accept yes. it. 
it's important yes. when you go and you accept it. And as I said, you just don't wear a mask where people are going to like you for for the way they want you to be. You are just right. You are. Yes. Yeah. And it is, that's not easy, you know? I mean, it is and it's not. I don't remember where I heard it, but somebody said, uh, if you are who you are, you never have to worry about um, the story that you told somebody, you know, like mm -hmm. if you just tell the truth, even if it's painful or not, you know, doesn't put you in the best light, you never have to think about, oh, what is, you know, what did I tell that person? Or, you know, you just are who you are. And it can be something that's well received and it can be something that is not well received. And uh, that's kind of how I came to the title of my book, which people are is very polarizing, you know, but it was intentional, because that is who I am, you know, like, I, you know, I, I do swear I do, I am kind of out there. I mean, like the the cover is beautiful. The designer at New Degree Press did a beautiful job. But like, uh, the swear word is in like bedazzled, you know, like rhinestones. And, you know, like, it's just very out there in this very beautiful way. So it's this duality, right, of this traditional beauty and attraction to um, things that we think of when we think success but also this rough and, um, you know, uh, a little controversial and, like I said, polarizing um, way that we can think of things. So I said, like, the people who get it, the people that would, in, would be entertained and enjoy my presence and what I have to say are going to be drawn to this book. They literally will pick it up because it has the F word on the cover. Oh. But the people who that will maybe not resonate with them or um, they might not enjoy the story that I'm telling, which is a hundred percent. Okay. There are many great books that I do not enjoy. I, I don't want to sell a story that is not going to be something that they enjoy. So basically I took the most uh, provocative pieces of me and I put it right on the cover. And I was like, you decide, do you want to pick this up? Or do you not? And it's not that the book is very salacious or like full from cover to cover of swear words. It's just that there are swear words in it. And I and like the title is that, you know, a no BS tale to mess. I'm cleaning this up to messing up and succeeding anyways. And it's like it is a story of um, sadness and joy and of learning lessons and and it's told through the lens of my life, but really it is, um, it's universal, you know? And so this is that, you know, like people are going to be drawn to that or it's, they're going to say, no, that's, that's not for me. And I'm okay. That's who I am as a person. I can't be any other way. So I'm either going to attract people to me as a person, or they're going to say that Raya, she's a little too much and that's okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And uh, about your book, Successful AF, can you quickly tell us what the book is about? It's nonfiction for sure. Correct. It's, I like to say, memoir-esque. So it's a collection of stories from my life that highlight different topics around um, this concept of messing up and succeeding anyways and finding your own definition of success in an unconventional way. And so, you know, I, I have stories from when I was in primary school and how I wanted to belong. So it's like belonging and rejection and people we look up to as mentors and tenacity for sure, resilience, the desire to blend in. And really, what do we do when the rubber meets the road and things are very hard, whether that be because someone did something to us, or I think almost more painfully when we do something to somebody else, whether intentionally or not intentionally. And I tell stories about uh, one in particular about a challenging relationship with my daughter. And I love my daughter. And through the process of writing the book, I learned a, a lot of things about how she perceives her childhood and me as a mother that are not so great. And it was very painful for me, but the lessons that I've learned through that process are the most important. And so do I say, okay, I messed up as a mother, which to me is the greatest measurement of success being a mother for me personally. So if I mess that up, does that mean that I can't succeed or that I, I did not succeed as a mother? Is there a chance for me to uh, have redemption in that? And, um, and I think, you know, overall, the, the answer is yes, but the, the book process is like thoughts that we can have about, uh, you know, these different things. Like if we really make mistakes, sometimes we think there's no, there's no way out. Like that defines who we are for the rest of our life. And, um, and so everything from there forward, even if we make good decisions is tainted by these other things that we have done. And that's just not true. It's just not true. It's only true. If you let someone else say, what is success for you? That's, that's the truth. If you let someone else say that, but if you sit back and you say, no, like I, um, and not just like, uh, what do they say? Failure is feedback or fail forward or like basically learn from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. I think those can be somewhat cliche. I think that you have to really say, um, you have to have radical accountability radical to an uncomfortable place and um then you have to have radical self-acceptance and then move forward from there back to your book what inspired you to write this book you know it's interesting because I initially thought that I would write a book for entrepreneurial women And the premise of the book was getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I didn't know how to write a book, uh, even though I've written quite a bit. You know what I mean? Like I've always, that's always been something that has been part of my journey is reading and writing. But uh, I, I was, I had a hard time figuring out how to put this all in 
to place or how to get started. And so I went through a program that guided me through that process. One of the things that they said was just start writing. Don't think about how it fits into the book. Don't think about like literally just start writing whatever comes to mind, essentially journal until something good comes out and then start on something else. And what started really pouring out of me were these stories that I had not thought about in a really long time. And through the pandemic, I had done quite a bit of healing work, like really starting to deal with internal like trauma in my life and facing it and working through it and trying to move forward. And I think this was almost like a capstone, not that you're ever done healing, but this was like really the beginning of letting it go, sort of like writing things on a piece of paper and then lighting it on fire. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of what this book was. And it just like one after another, after another, after another, these things came out of me. And the book is actually quite short. It's 140 pages. It's a very easy read. But the book initially was three times that amount. Like it really was a very robust book. But what I wanted in the end was to distill it down to the very succinct heart of what I was trying to say with no fluff. And the things that were in there were things that I needed to write to get to what people pick up today. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's really where I started was because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a woman and I had to get over a lot of things that were uncomfortable. But then what it led me to was where are those things coming from that make me uncomfortable in my life right now that I have to overcome? And really, I had to go back further. And so that's what started to come forth in this process. And it was a kind of therapy as well. So I agree. Yeah. Painful, like painful. It took me, I mean, I have so much respect for authors like you that can quickly bring their um, creativity and their work to light so quickly. Um, This book, even though it is brief, it took me a year to write because I would have to write uh, um, in an episodic way. I would have to write it and I would have to write it. At first I edited as I wrote, like, I would, um, what my sister and I call like put in disclaimers, like, you know, when we talk to each other, we will start kind of, um, glossing over things and disclaim and she'll say, stop, no disclaimers. What are you trying to say? You know? And that's how I was doing it in the beginning, like uh, making excuses for people or for myself and this and that. And then I realized I need to write this as brutal as I can and then go back and edit because that's where you get to the heart of it. But because I wrote it in that way, it was very painful to process. And it took time to go back and, you know, certain chapters, especially to go back and um, take out things that did not add to the story, be true to my story, but not bring other people into it that don't need to be in, in that story. Um, But tell my truth. And so it was therapy, but like the painful part of therapy, but also it's joyful too. I mean, like the, it makes it sound like the book is all serious. There's a lot of really dark humor and like funny things in it. And, um, and so it's not all like gloom and doom. It's, we have to laugh at some of these things. 
you know, like we have to, we have to find the joy because our life is like that. You know, if you look at every day from that perspective, without looking at the whole picture, it can feel gloom and doom. Mm-hmm. And you have to find the little joy in every single day. And that's really how this came together. Mm-hmm. And I see that you offer amazing services such as crushing it consulting. And- yeah, yeah. So I, I have, I'm very multi-passionate. So um, I do have two uh, companies. So one is just me, my name. And with that, I, um, you know, obviously it's my book and I do speaking on different topics like self-acceptance, perfectionism, you know, success in this unconventional way, those types of things. And then I also work one-on-one with people helping them define what is success for themselves in both a, like a quick win short term, what, uh, you know, I'm not feeling successful right now. So what do I need to feel successful in this moment? And then mapping it out in, um, you know, a forward thinking way, but in a way that is action based and walking alongside of them. So this is not your traditional coaching, which is fantastic and has its place. This is me specifically doing research alongside of you, like, okay, you need this thing. Let me find some vendors that do that thing or programs that do that thing. And then you do things and I do things and we walk together to map map things out. So that's one side. And then I own a company called Link Consulting Solutions. And that is totally different. That side of my life, um, I help people by doing virtual assistant matchmaking So I work with other entrepreneurs, mostly women, like I would say 99.9% of my clients are women, and they are solopreneurs or smaller businesses, and they desire to have a virtual assistant in the Philippines, but are overwhelmed with the process. So instead of hiring a company that just places the virtual assistant with them, we actually go out and find somebody curated that has the skills and the personality and the the values and different things that would match our clients well. So it is very much a matchmaking process. So that's that's what I do on the other side. But on both sides of what I dedicate my time to is in connection and really helping myself and other people um, serve each other, like live in harmony and take their skills and... Um, and, you know, like really giving back this, this is something I'm good at that I can help people with. And I can learn from other people throughout that process. And so that's, those are the ways that at least currently, I serve people, but you know, who knows what the future holds. I can see it that you love connecting people, you love helping people. And at the same time, you are being in contact with many people who also in a in a way is helping you too. Oh, think very much so in a very like visceral way. Like I am lit up from the inside out by um truly seeing people in their in the light of who they are. Um understanding what is important to them. What do they need and who do they need to connect to? And then the my favorite is when they say to me, 
I need this. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly the right person. Let me connect you with this person. Because if they can't help you, they know the person that can help you. And that just like, I mean, it doesn't have to benefit me monetarily because I'm already filled with abundance in that ability to connect people. Mm-hmm. And so um, that gives me so much joy. It's like I get to be Santa Claus of people, you know, so like just being able to to do that and to um, see people for who they are you know, really dive into taking a moment to see people. And I've been doing this. um, There's been quite a few influencers on Instagram from the like book community who have picked up and enjoyed the book and have been telling people about it. And so as I go into their, I mean, I get tagged, right? So I go into the post and see what people are saying and especially the people who say like, I don't experience that or something where it feels not negative, but maybe a sense of sadness or, you know, something I will go to their profile. And before I send them anything in terms of a message, and I'll look at like, what's important to them. Sometimes they'll have a lot of people who are book people will have like an Amazon wish list you know, the books that they want to read or whatever. I'll look at what they like to read, you know, what what's important to them. Sometimes in their bio, there'll be a little something. And then I think, how do I connect to this person? Is there a way that we relate? And if not, what is interesting that I don't know about that I could learn from this person? And then I'll send them a message and I'll say, hey, I I saw your comment on so-and-so's post and um, I was really moved when I looked at your profile and I saw that you like X, Y, and Z. And I like that too. Um, You know, and uh, you know, I, maybe I can offer them a copy of my book or um, you know, I, whatever I can do or an encouraging word or say like, I'm just really excited to be meeting people. And I like people who do what you do or like what you like. And I'd love to learn more about you. And can we stay connected? Um, But I also like to like, uh, surprise people, like sometimes just buy something off of their Amazon wish list and send it to them. You know, like, if you can get back in that way, even in small ways, I mean, what a fun thing to just randomly have something show up on your doorstep from a perfect stranger, you know, and without like provocation with no reason like and it doesn't it doesn't take a lot you know like it's really even just taking the time to say like oh you love boston terriers i have two boston terriers my dog is named phoebe and my other dog is alacran what is your dog's name like just take the time to look at what's important to somebody um and connect to them. And I do know that I'm extroverted. And so that's not easy for every person. But there are ways that you can connect in a way that feels authentic and good for you. And sometimes that means getting creative, but it's, it's what's going to fill you because we do have this inherent loneliness, you know, and even if you feel introverted, many people feel isolated especially since the pandemic. So how do we bridge that gap to these universal things that affect us no matter what, but now, you know, bridge that gap to connecting with each other as humans. You have such strength and you are very empowering. Thank you. Yes. 
very, very empowering. So I am curious to know where does this come from? Maybe I'm being the person that I've needed or I need. You know, I said when I wrote the book that, uh, I mean, there's so much imposter syndrome that comes with being an author. So much imposter syndrome. And -hmm. especially when you say, like, when I say I'm an unconventional success expert, I'm like, ha, you know, like, I'm not, I like, I don't even deserve to be an author. Like, who's going to want to read anything that I have to say? Um, And then when you put the personal aspects of like telling these stories, like who's going to want to read what happened to me? Who's going to take what I have to say seriously? And um, but I I need to hear stories from normal people. I need to hear that what I'm feeling on the inside isn't weird, that I'm not the only person that um, other people have messed up and they've emerged in a way that they feel successful about. I need to connect on this deep level with people that are not celebrities or may not make it to the news or whatever. I just need that to feel normal, whatever that means. Uh, You know, my child, Gabby, we talk about how if you're not weird, you're weird, you know, like, that like, because if you're not being unusual or different, that's weird. Like, why would you want to be like everybody else? So that's really where this comes from is like, how do I embrace this weird person that I am, this wonderful, weird person that I am in the moments that I feel strong enough to do that? Because there are so many moments where I feel like, wow, I'm just too much like no one's going to want to, they're going to be annoyed by me, or they're going to think I'm self-serving or, you know, like whatever we tell ourselves. Right. Um, And that's where it comes from is like, in a way it's selfish, you know, like I need, I'm talking to myself, but I'm also embracing the fact that we need to have more conversations with ourselves. We need to check in and say, Like there's all these fractured pieces of who we are. And it was the greatest honor of my life to meet myself at all of these stages of my life and look in the eyes of that person that I was and say, I see what's important to you. I see what makes you cry at night. I see what brings you joy. I see your insecurities and you in this moment, who you are are a valid person. You have the right to exist. You have the right to be who you are so that present day me can look in the mirror and say the same things. And not every day because holy cow, not every day. But uh, we, we need to bring these pieces of who we are into this wholeness of who we are right now so that we can embrace this because the tomorrow will never come. It's a series of today's, you know, like, so we have to write the book for ourselves. If the book is your life, if the book is getting up and brushing your teeth and going back to bed, because that's what you have capacity, make that your story for today. That's chapter one, you know, like this is, this is our story. This is what we are living and it's newsworthy. 
It's, it's, it's on somebody's bookshelf. It's something that matters. It has a beautiful cover. Maybe the cover is provocative and bedazzled. Maybe it's subtle and there's just a title. Like, but these are stories that matter and um, we have to tell them because, um, and both literally, because I think there should be more stories out there, but living your life in the way that is most authentic to you is important even if no one else sees it please make it important for yourself show up for yourself as if you are the only person who will read what you go through the only person who will experience it or see it that's okay that's worthy that's that's enough so that's really what keeps me going when I'm down or you know like gets me out of that is like okay well it has to mean something, you know, and sometimes it's my children and I look at them and I see how beautiful they are as people inside and out and the contribution to the world. And I say, okay, I must be a beautiful person because I brought that to the world. There has to be some, if I can't believe it for myself, I created something really beautiful. And that can be for people who are not parents. Find something that you created that's very beautiful and then turn that back to yourself and say, I must be, there's a part of me that is really beautiful because I brought this beautiful thing to the world, you know? So it's a greater message, you know, but, and there's a lot between the lines, you know, there's two thirds of this book that's sitting out there somewhere else, but um, it's one that I hope to have this ongoing conversation with people because it's so important for us to recognize that we have value that is not external. We don't have to wait for someone to say, you matter. It is us. We are the only person we will believe because someone can tell you you matter and you don't believe them because you don't believe yourself. So that's, that's the journey to unconventional successes, believing it for ourselves. I was going to ask you to leave a message to our listeners, but you said everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, Raya, where can we find you online? I know you have a podcast. You've been I doing do, yeah. Please tell us. I'm sure our listeners will love to listen to your podcast as well. So, yes. Yeah, so, my podcast is the name of my book, which has the swear word in it. It is a live stream on LinkedIn and Facebook and many different places. But then it is also a podcast on everywhere where you can consume podcasts. These days I've been hanging out a lot on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is Raya Gonzalez underscore author. But the very best way to find me, because then you can find me in the place that you like to hang out is my website, which is RayaGonzalez.com. And my name is spelled with a Z on the end, but don't worry. I own the one with the S on the end, the URL with that. So if you misspell it, it will take you to the right place. And you can find out more about uh, my silliness and you can see fun pictures of my family. You can learn more about what is important to me and what uh, is important to me about you as a person. Because really, um, I'm, I have no monetary interest in this message in the sense that I'm not trying to become rich. I'm already rich. I am already 
abundant in love and connection. If I make money, I will not turn it down. Like I like bring on the financial abundance. Um, I think money is fantastic. And I think the traditional sense of success is fantastic. If money is important to you, by all means, there is nothing wrong with that. Get all the money. Like I want everyone to have money because more good things can happen. But yeah, my website is really a great place because all of my social links are there. And you can, of course, always send me an email. I do answer my DMs on social media. I answer my emails. That is me answering. So yeah, you can connect with me personally if you need an encouraging word or if you need a shoulder to cry on or if you just want a new friend, reach out. I'm going to follow you right now, Raya. I have a book and we we are already friends. Yes, we are. <laughs> so thank you very much. Uh, I'm sure you are so welcome. we love to connect with you. Also, we are going to feature you on Brand Education Magazine and more people will be able to see you, see your book. And thank see you. Yes, of course. Thank you Very so glad. much. I'm honored. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.